Welcome back to another episode of the Balcony Chatter Podcast. Uh, I am your host, Andrew McKenney, with my co-host, Tim Taylor. And it is not a great night to be a Boston fan overall. Uh, we have decided to record our our weekly episode that you're listening to now on Friday. Um, or potentially in the future. Who knows? Uh, but we, we decided to record this Wednesday night after the the Boston Red Sox, the Bruins, and the Celtics games. And none of them really went well for us in the end. No. Um, I think there was only really... I mean, there was some good signs on the ice. There was a good amount of good signs on the, uh, signs on the parquet. There were no good signs in the baseball diamond. Um, right. But... There's, you know, it's early. It's early in a couple re- uh, respects, and fortunately, the the hardest hitting, I believe, of the Boston fandom this evening is not what we cover. So it's not going to be the greatest episode. But you know, Andrew, I was just thinking, you know, if we're coming off three wins, and we're re- we're still recording right now. You know, you're you're going to be real tired tomorrow. But I'd imagine this one's a little buttoned up. <laughs> yeah, I I, I would have. Uh... I would have taken the tiredness for a few wins, but it's fine. Um, it's not over. You know, we're not going to get into the Red Sox really, but I will say that you know it's not over till it's over, as we I know agree. with and I every Red Sox team that has ever won, basically in our lifetime. Um, most of the time, they don't seem to be. They they shouldn't have won for the most part, except I, you could probably argue, oh four and maybe oh seven, but like. Otherwise, they're typically the the underdogs, and nobody expected them to do what they do. So it's not over till it's over. So I'm looking forward to that game and hoping that they can get back on the right track. Yeah. Uh, let's get in. Yeah, I, I guess I I suppose we should. So let's start with the Bruins because the Celtics game ended just a few minutes ago. Um, so we'll go with what ended before that, and that was the Bruins game. They lost to the Philadelphia Flyers 6-3, to three, which I can confirm after some research that that is not good. Uh, but that wasn't the only bad part about the game. I mean, obviously, the, the fact that they lost isn't great. But um, we, we had Nick Foligno, who I am a big fan of, who we are a big, fan, big fans of and yeah. looking forward to seeing him play. Mm-hmm. Left the game around halfway through, I would say sometime in the second period, didn't play the rest of the game and didn't yeah. return. So curious to see what that is and if it's a lingering thing or if it was like a, you know, let's it's the, it's the second game of the season, let's not push it and just get him out. You know, so I, I hope that's the case, but it's not a good sign already. Um and and for me, the other biggest negative of this, aside from the loss, is our our defense looked so bad, like unbelievably bad. I don't even understand. There were times where I I saw them making plays to nobody, um, passing it to nobody, and uh, the offense isn't off the hook either as far as defensive play goes. I mean, there were a few times where Taylor Hall dropped the puck, no look to no one and the flyers just picked it up in 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 our uh defensive zone. So I mean overall the the defense and the turning the puck over was just what killed us in that game. 
You think I know, so? What are your thoughts on goaltending? My thoughts on goaltending are that Swayman, I would probably put him as responsible for two of those goals. I know that there were six. Obviously, one was an empty net. One was an empty net, but yeah. But five, five are on, his, on him. Right. I mean, not, I, not necessarily on him, but five are with him involved. Exactly. So I, I I think I would put two on him as far as responsibility goes because I thought that five hole was inexcusable. The five hole was pretty bad, and Where's then there your was stick? one. I don't I don't play goalie. I understand that. Where's your stick? The the other one that I thought was worse was the one where he wasn't screened at all, and he just missed it glove side. Like they scored on him, and he didn't even he like he wasn't being screened. I don't know what what happened. Um, but the defensive breakdowns in front of him were just unexcusable uh, for as far as that goes. But we have some newer guys. We have some, you know, we, this is, this is, I knew this was going to happen. I didn't think that we were going to lose this game like we did, but I knew that it would be close because the Flyers are hot right now. They're figuring out, you know, how to play together with this new, newly built team that they sort of have. And, like us having those four, four or five—I don't remember what it is—but all that time off in between the first game of the season and our second game of the year, it's a lot of time to not be ready. And you know, some other teams that uh, the, before we played tonight, there were teams that had played four or five games. I think that whoever made up this schedule was drunk. <laughs> that's the only way I can. That's the only thing I can think. What else would it be? Zero pun intended, but we got an extremely short end of the stick here. Uh, the exactly. Ten, the 10 days off. We can't forget that. You know, right. we had a huge gap before our season opener. I was really happy with how we looked. And then just like four days after that, it's just, uh, what? why? What the hell is that? They're one of two teams that, like, as of last night, had only played one game, and I'm pretty sure the other one played last night. Yeah, I and mean, it the, was... The, this is going to stack up at some point. At some point, we're going to be playing more than the rest, you know. Well, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna end up uh, we're gonna be in March and we're gonna be playing double headers. We'll have ten games in three days and have to figure it out. So, you know, it's gonna be bad for us down the stretch, and it's gonna be it's gonna come at the worst time as it always does. It'll be when we're trying to make a push for playoffs or. Um, you know, when injuries start stacking up, potentially, you know, it, it always seems like it happens at the worst time. Yeah. But we have that huge break in February, so who knows? Yeah, it could be a blessing or a curse or a blessing and a curse. We'll find out. Yep, I'm, I'm, I'm sure we will. Um, but I'll say, listen, I know it wasn't all on Swayman. I, I am a huge Swayman fan. I do think he should be the number one guy. I'm excited to see what we have uh, in Mr. Linus, Mr. Udelmark, coming in, uh, coming up on Thursday, because I believe he is said to be the starter on Thursday. He will be playing against his former team. Yeah, that's right. That's what was announced. So, I mean, you know, they're hot right now. So it's not it's nothing to be like, yeah, okay, he beats Buffalo. It's like he's beating a red-hot Buffalo right now if he beats them. Right. So. I'm interested to see. I'm I'm ready to see how how balanced of a 50-50 this is going to be, barring we have no return of a, a certain number four zero. Um, but I don't know. I I didn't feel good tonight, uh, and you know, 
hats off to the fourth line. I, I, I was really happy with them. I do, I do want to address something. Actually, I do want to address that fourth line comment that you just made as well. But before that, I will, I will say this. How many people did you see forever hating on Tuca, being so against him? Oh, he's, he's, you know, he's this or he's that, or he can't make out, you know, he, he can't be a good goaltender in this league. He's done. He's washed up. And it's like, immediately on Twitter and on everything else, everybody is already all over Swayman, and they, they're like, this is why you don't give your number one goaltending spot to a guy who's played 10 professional games, and, like, they need Tuca back immediately. It's like these same people that were, were calling for Tuca's head want him back because one game went poorly for a rookie goaltender. If you think that this is going to be the only game that he plays poorly this whole season, you're out of your mind. I don't care if he plays and he ends up being amazing and he get you know he he's uh, he plays as if he's a number 1 goaltender he's still going to have those off nights as a rookie it just happens like he's not going to be 100% all the time so the people that are already against him it's so ridiculous and I can't I can't believe it I was a massive Tuca fan out of the gate. I wanted Tuca to play more the year we won. I've always been Team Tuca. I was off of the uh, Tim Thomas bandwagon faster than most. Um, I've heard everyone say everything about him. I think if, I think right. Tuca was ready after 10 games. I believe that. There's no way of checking now, but I believe that. For that reason, I won't quit on Swayman at all. I really do think he's the goaltender of the future. At some point, you got to throw the guy in to swim. We signed this other dude for a lot of money. A lot of money. Yes. But, I don't know. Swayman earned it. That's what happens. Yeah, maybe don't give him the keys. Maybe this, maybe that. What is your suggestion, sir? Or ma'am? But it's also, it's also not... He He's not the number one right now. I mean... He he's playing as if he is because yes he played two games in a row. They had four days off in between. Anybody could have played two days in two games in a row at that point. So uh, Cassidy has already said that they're gonna sort of treat it as a one A one B. So they're gonna play the hot hand when it comes around. So if if Omar goes in there into Buffalo, a team who's hot right now, and he has a shutout, there's a chance that you see him on on Sunday. Uh, why not? Keep the hot I mean, hand. I'm with that. Exactly. So Swayman is going to have some growing pains, and I and I fully think that he is NHL ready, and I think that this was just a bad game where he played off his game and the defense didn't play as well as they could have or should have. So it was a it was a perfect storm of, of bad news for us tonight. And the offense wasn't really clicking on all cylinders like they could have been, didn't really get – to take advantage of of the I think we only had one power play and didn't even have a shot on it um so yeah three goals is good in a lot of games three goals wins wins the game so I'm not super upset about that but you know the they outplayed us you got to give it to them for that and they took advantage of the mistakes that we made and we took advantage of the few mistakes that they made on those three goals so um I just think you got to give this time, and it, it, 
people are going to hate Olmark if he doesn't play out of his mind because they're paying him $5 million and they're going to be like, well, he's a paperweight and they're going to hate That's Swindon. That's not his if fault he, he got paid that high too. It's just Of course not. He was He was a stud in Buffalo, which to me, I've said this before, I think that that's more impressive than being a stud on a good team. Yeah. Because the defense in front of you is trash. The team in front of you is trash. So you have you have to make up for more issues than you would on a better team. So the guy got paid because that's what they get paid in this league if they're that type of player. So you can't fault him for that. But you got to give this team some time to figure it out. It's game two and I just I don't think that it's right to be like well yeah this is why you don't give it to Swayman it's like alright guy they're ridiculous dude I guarantee you ate an entire bag of Doritos watching this game so chill yeah I I'm not hearing it I'm not here for it talk to me in 25 games talk to me 25 games and even then you don't have the answer to how that guy is as a player even if it's looking poorly after 25 games. Right. But and guess what? Give me a baseline. Guess what? There's a huge there's a huge possibility that Ulmark gets in there and doesn't look any better. Right. And that's okay. Well, then, Dude, this is where we this is where we're at with our goaltending. Then it's going to be a The we'll narrative the is going to be oh, please come back Tuka. Yeah. That's what it's going to be, and honestly, we I think it's going to happen no matter what. I think even if these guys take off, it's it's ne- it's not going to be because of this this game in a way. Like for the next few weeks, it's going to be like come back, come back. See, and that that's just it too. Like I, defense, I know we're kind man, of that, really Tuca doesn't help that defense. Is and we're that's really where I'm getting with your in, point. Yeah, we're getting in deep into this right now. So I guess the last thing I'll say on it is, I think that you'll see that. You would see that situation again with Tuca, uh, people calling for Tuca to come back. Say he doesn't come back, right? And we go to the playoffs, and we lose in the first round, and we get smoked because Swayman's in there, and he's a rookie goalie, and he doesn't have that playoff experience, and he gets lit up. They're going to be like, well, see, this is why we need Tuca, because he has the experience, and and he wouldn't have played that way it's like it's a a lose-lose situation it doesn't matter give me a break yeah exactly but what I wanted to circle back to was what you had mentioned about the fourth line and and I I tend to agree with you on I'm pretty happy with their performance tonight I mean obviously Kuhlman got a goal there Um, I really like what I see from from uh, Howla and the other thing that I this is the reason I wanted to come back to it was I'm not seeing literally anything from Trent Frederick nothing like I know it's game two I'm not calling for him to get taken out of the lineup I'm not calling for him to get scratched but like if he if he I don't know what I'm what I want you know I don't think that I want him going out there and and smashing everybody and making stupid penalties like he was doing previously. And maybe this is the way that he eases into the season and he's trying to force himself to not make dumb penalties. Um, But, like, I don't really see much of anything except for kind of setting up that Kuhlman goal, which is great, don't get me wrong. But he's very quiet. He's not banging the body. He's not making hits, not doing any of that. And that's what they really need him to do, especially against a Flyers team who – 
was bullying us. Like, I always come back to saying that. Like, they bullied us on the ice tonight. Yeah. Uh, Coyle got hit hard. Nobody did anything. That's your second-line center that if he goes down, what do you have? So, like, I'm not saying you got to go after that guy and fight him, but you got to hit that guy back. Something has to happen. And and I know Frederick wasn't out on the, on the ice when that happened, of course, but... You know, this is why teams walk all over us, and we can't have that, and that's why Frederick is getting this shot. Not for his offensive uh, elite talent, for his ability to get under players' skin and disrupt plays and, and be annoying out there. So I hope that they let him do more of that, and I hope that he does more of that too. So I just I, I love him. I hope that Freddie gets a, gets a good shot up here. I'm not calling for him to get benched. Uh, I actually, I'm calling for him to wake up and it felt like the whole team needed to wake up and it felt like we went down three, one asleep and we did. And then we tied it up and then we never played the third period. Right. I'm calling for him and I'm calling for a lot of other people to wake the F up. The season is underway. I understand you haven't played a lot and I will attribute some excuse to that. I'll give them that for now because I think it's a, I think it's trash. We both just complained about the schedule. We can't then not give them somewhat of a break on it. Sure. But now you're going to be playing games like it's a regular season because it is. Let's go. Wake up. Yeah. It's just a lot of sleeping at the wheel. This doesn't look like the team that I know it's like a bunch of question marks with everyone we added. We're not we're not seeing what we we know to expect out of guys out of them. Wake up. I I think it's just gonna yeah, it's it's basically just that. They gotta get their legs moving and they gotta get back into the swing of actually playing physical games, not practice. So everybody but Martian, who seems to be on pace for a hundred points again, you know, seems to be a little bit rusty. And that maybe that's just what it is. Again, we are uh we're fans. We're not players. No, so I can't even experts, analysts. I can't even begin to tell you like how they're feeling after not playing for a while and then, you know, trying to get back into the swing of things. So I can say that all I want, but I'm just saying what I'd like to see from them. I love this team, and I think that they have so much potential. And fingers crossed on Nick Felino not being hurt because he's he's going to be a huge part of this team, I think, whether it's just leadership or actual, like, play. So I'm excited for that, but... I just want to see this team be able to play to their potential, and it's going to take a few games to get into the swing of it, but um, they're not going to be easy games. Like, just because you're playing Buffalo, they're they're hot. They're not just going to lay down, and maybe they're just going to be hot for the first 10 games of the season or whatever it may be, but as of right now, they're still hot. So we, we got to do something because we, we don't want to be going down and losing these games where you think that it's – a potentially easy win like the Sharks and, and Buffalo the last few years like that's an easy win so I don't know man <sighs> but I suppose as you're listening to this the Bruins will be playing tonight on Friday and then again on Sunday so we have that to look forward to and uh and we have Celtics as well which tonight I mean first of all Hell of a game. Yeah. I mean, an, an incredible game. I did end up but, watching it with Daniel. Yeah. Um, it was, Obviously not the ending we wanted. Uh, just, yeah, but some again, some we, we saw a lot of great stuff. 
uh, tonight. Um, I'd love to see Al in the mix. I'd love to see all. I mean, shit, man. I gotta, I gotta be honest. Grant Williams was pretty nice at some points tonight. He was really annoying at others, but I can't say I'd rather Al had all of his minutes tonight. Um, but I do rather Al was starting. Some big threes down the stretch out of Grant. Three of them. Uh, I believe it was it was either the third or the fourth, but much needed. Turnovers were the story of the game for me. Um, the the J- Jalen Brown hats off. He deserved the win. He deserved the last shot. Um, I, he ended with like what forty something, right? Career high. He ended with forty six. Yeah. Um, Coming off of COVID. Uh, yeah. Well, asymptomatic, which thank God it really seems like, you know? Right, right. It's good that he's not fighting anything. He looks just like he did in preseason, and he looked amazing in preseason. Uh, And, yes, in the NBA, that's not as dumb to say as in other leagues because starters play starters at the beginning of preseason games. Does it matter? No, but it's real competition. Right. Fourth quarters, different story. But, you know, beginning of games are beginning of games. I... uh, Not a fun night to watch Jason Tatum play basketball. So I'm glad that you say that because that's what I wanted to ask you about. I will I will admit that I was flipping back and forth when I was able to from the Bruins game. Um, that doesn't mean that I'm not interested in watching the Celtics. It's just everybody. You just that's don't have you don't have like podcast, five TVs like me. Yeah, exactly. Everybody who's listening to this knows that. Um, the Bruins come before anything else for me as far as sports goes. So if I have the opportunity to be watching that, I will flip as often as I can. Um, or as when I get extremely disappointed or frustrated, I need, I need a two minute break. I'll switch over, um, or something like that. But that's what I was reading on Twitter after the fact was that Jason Tatum didn't have his best night. Um, the, the memes and, and everything that were being posted were, I got to be honest, kind of funny. It was like any time Jason Tatum takes a shot and it was just a guy throwing a brick. So, I mean, classic, classic meme, but just I heard I heard it wasn't it wasn't great for him. It wasn't. And, you know, Andrew, Andrew, we went to we saw Jason Tatum's first career triple double. Do you remember that? Yes. And I believe that we. We named it the most boring triple double of all time. It was the, or I think like it was that. the worst. I think it's the worst. <laughs> the triple worst. Double. That's yeah. what it was. It's his first. It was the worst triple double I've ever. I think it's ever been recorded. So tonight, I think he followed it up to start the season with one of the worst double doubles I've ever seen in my nice. life. Nice. Uh, this time he did hit twenty points, which he did not do in our game. Um, Eleven rebounds, four assists. What do you think he shot tonight? Oh, it was something terrible, right? It was, it was like awful. But like what do you, what was, do you think the percentage was? Uh like 25%. 23.3. Yeah. <laughs> 7 for 30. That 2 of 15 from 3. 13.3%. Awful. Horrible. <laughs> Jalen Brown shot 57% from 3, 53 from the field. Marcus even shot pretty well tonight, 45% from three, five of 11 out of Marcus. Here's the thing, too, though. For everybody listening, like, it's the same type of thing with Swayman. Obviously, it's not the same because 
because Tatum's not a rookie at this point, but these guys aren't going to be on every single night. He is not going to be on every single night. He's not Michael Jordan. No. He's not LeBron. But, He's not Kobe. No. Yet. But in in being in being the one who paid a lot of attention to this game and had my half attention to the Bruins taking over my part of the podcast, he was making the same damn infuriating mistakes that he made all last year. He looked like last year Tatum, just just larger with more muscle. He's just just more buff. The ball movement that I saw at the beginning of the year. Did, or in the preseason that I just didn't look didn't look there. I got to wonder I I and you know we're recording this right after the game so I don't I I don't have any post game. Man, I want to hear what coach had to say cuz it just didn't feel like they were playing his basketball from what I've seen. I I I I levy none of this on on the coach. I I'm really excited to see what he's got. I know he didn't have his guys. Josh Richardson dropped out early before the game. That is a that is a Significant role player, maybe our sixth man. Schroeder was up and down. Uh, saw some good things, saw some frustrating things. Schroeder seemed like about what he was. Marcus Smart, I thought, had a phenomenal starting point guard game. Um, you know, did he do some classic market Marcus tactics? Yes. That's not going anywhere. He's going to jack up a three that you hate, and then he's also going to hit a three that pushes overtime, and that was I get amazing. A, I get a bone to pick with that though. What's up? Well, because classic. I, I, yeah, go on. <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to do it just because, like I, I I'm at this point known for apparently being an anti Marcus Smart, uh, host on this show. Oh yeah, apparently. so yeah. I guess I might as well roll with it. Who should Who should so, the Celtics trade? <laughs> no, that was not what I was gonna say. No, I kn- no, I was, know you weren't this time, but you're acting like you were you were randomly bestowed this title, Mister <laughs> Trade Marcus. That's the only way you get value back. So I open I open Instagram right, yeah. And it and it and the the first thing I see is Marcus Smart hits un no what was it um unbelievable like what I don't I wish I had the caption in front of me and it was like he scores this this three that I was like whole oh my god he shot it from the other end of the court it barely made it in buzzer beater. Like I'm talking all the way from under the other hoop, and and I go and look at it, and he just shoots a three, and it, like yeah, it forced overtime, but I was expecting some like extravagant, crazy three that he shot from all the way down the other end. Am I am I wrong for for thinking that that was just like, yeah, he hit a clutch three. That's good. Who Jalen? No, oh. uh, Marcus Smart. He hit to 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 push overtime. I mean, it, it was it was a buzzer beater. Yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, but it was just like a three. I thought it was like by the way that people were hyping it up, they were Man, like, "Oh, yeah." I mean, buzzer beater threes. <laughs> I think that's fucking sick. I mean, I guess it's Sorry, the same thing, Penny, right? Like, like yes. say say the Bruins go and they they pull the goalie and there's like 30 seconds left and they shoot they they take a, a shot and they score. And watch it forces forces overtime because Patrice Bergeron scored you can and find then a way to gets watch that out of the final possession. <laughs> I think you'll see that that was a pretty incredible play. The bigger the bigger three was the one that didn't push overtime was the one that put us down one at one point. They scored again and then Marcus Smart somehow ties it up. It really felt against all odds. But the bigger three was the one before that, which was Jalen Brown getting an inbound pass. The play fails. The pick fails. Evan Fournier is playing great defense. Evan Fournier, my lord, he looked good tonight. 
good God. Kemba looked like, thank God he's not on our team down the stretch. Uh, we lost that was the other thing. Is we every, lost the game once they put all... him. Once they took him out, we lost the game. Really, he was almost helping us in it in a weird way. Not that he was pulling for us. I appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> it's the <laughs> most he's done for us. Sorry, I don't mean that. I love Kemba. Um, Explain something to me, on. though. Jalen Brown's logo shot was insane. He shot from half from mid court. He shot from yeah from the end of the Knicks logo to put us within one. Like a like a deep Steph Curry three to push. So he was just on tonight. He was, yeah, and then and then everyone was gassed. And man, here I am to sound like the biggest version of an idiot who thinks he could play this sport. But again, I know I'm not an expert. I know I don't play the game. But wouldn't you think after training camp and preseason and all this stuff that the teams are least gassed in an overtime this year, or like I mean, this game, the first game of the season, like they've got the most out of the gate because everyone looked so tired. I don't know. I mean, you're, I guess you're not extremely like ready to go yet, right? I guess. Yeah, I don't know. But explain to me why all I saw all day today was that this was a revenge game for. For Kemba Walker. Because Kemba said it. Because he got traded? No, he didn't say it was revenge. He just said you want to beat your old team and show them, prove them, prove what's wrong. I listened to Kemba on Zach Lowe this week. And, uh, I, you know, I've always been pro-Kemba. I, I like Kemba a lot. And, uh, you know, he, he said that the rumors that there was turmoil in the locker room or that it was a mutual agreement that he wanted to leave are BS. He said he was really hurt. He never wanted to be traded. Or anything like that. And then he also said his knee's feeling better than it ever has. I I mean, he was a glaring issue on defense tonight. We're a big team, Wait. so maybe he can be less of a glaring issue later. But when they put Derrick Rose in, they won the game. Regardless, he wanted to win. He wanted to play well. He started out of the gate really well. And uh, uh, he said in the headlines that, you know, this is important. You want to win. And you would, like they, Of course, it's my old team. Like, And so everyone ran with that. Okay, that's fine. But just just because I I don't know if I misheard you or not, he shot down the rumors that there were issues in the locker room, yes or no? Yes. And he also shot down the rumors that it was a mutual trade and he basically had said he didn't want to go. Correct. Yes or no? Yes. Okay. That's on the Zach Lowe podcast, which I would encourage everyone to listen to. Whenever uh, it's, he's the best guy in him. any NBA head, just got to be listening to the Low Post with Zach Lowe, ESPN. He's on uh, NBA Today. I don't know why I'm shouting out Zach Lowe as if no one's going to know what I'm talking about. But that Kemba podcast is worth a listen. I will have to. I will have to listen to that. I mean, although it's bef- it's already the game has already happened, but I'm sure that but there's plenty yeah, of other per- great yeah, stuff in there. His perspective on things, it's interesting. Um, yeah. And just to hear about his, like, uh, you know, early days, his high school days in New York, where I, th- I thought were cool. Listen, I, I really like Kemba. I wasn't ready for him to go. Um, tonight didn't make me miss no, him. No, but like you, like you said, I mean, it, it sort of seemed like it could have potentially been a liability down the stretch. So, I mean, maybe it was, maybe it was time and maybe it was the right move. And I mean, time will tell, obviously, but Brad, Brad, Brad knew what he was doing when he made that call. And yeah, clearly Kemba didn't know it was coming. Kemba find out found out via phone call. So when it when it was done, so 
I don't know. I don't know. I it's just I just a, a tough game. Just that Celtics game like really doesn't hurt as bad as the rest of the evening. But it was the final shoe to drop, and you're like, like I'm just saying, like we're gonna get Boston swept tonight, which was maybe we, everyone can blame me for even saying that out loud before two games were over. But it just, ooh, it was just dark days. Yeah. Well, for everybody listening, and for you as well, Tim. Okay. Buckle up because there's long, they're long seasons. I mean, we're 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 early. This is so early right now, like. I mean, literally, this is Celtics' first game. Celtics Bruins and Bruins, I don't feel any sort of doomed. I mean, I hope Felino's okay. I don't yeah. feel any sort of doomed. No, I agree with you. But, um, you know, it was just tough. It was tough after the so- to, for the Sox to be the first one down tonight. It just left a bad taste continually, and it kept tasting bad is all it was. Yeah. And any non-Boston fans who somehow found their way to this podcast episode this evening, yeah, yeah, we bitch and yeah, moan it- even though we have so <laughs> many titles. Sorry we care. <laughs> to be honest, if you are a non-Boston fan and you've made it this far into this oh, podcast dude, yeah. right now, yeah. I am shocked. And actually, send me a DM because I will send you a. Uh, I will send you merch. I'm worried because I don't believe I, I don't believe that anybody is actually listening to this at this point that is not a Boston fan. I hope, I, I mean, if they are, I don't know, I want to know what they get out of it. Uh, <laughs> please, <laughs> please, we got a phone number on our Instagram, at Balcony Chatter. <laughs> Leave they us a voicemail about that. this, yeah. Uh, I, they were waiting for that shout-out for the other podcast I, with uh I fear with about. Kimba. I fear for the truck driver that accidentally selects this podcast when he's just trying to find something out on the road and then discovers that it's just... <laughs> It's just too Boston well, hit fans me up complaining. And I'll, I'll drop ship you some merch to whatever no, see, whatever I, I, my, truck stop you're my, most. My fear is, is that at. that guy has driven off the road intentionally because he couldn't <laughs> change it. Um, Speaking of, send his do, family we merch. Do have, uh, what, what we do have new merch. We do have new merch. We got some terrible towels. Ta- no, I shouldn't call him that. We got some towels. <laughs> we have some towels, and we also have some new hoodies. So. Um, grab one if you enjoy the merch. If you like the logo, then you know we we got a limited run of them right now, so they will sell out pretty quick. I mean, with the the cooler weather and and stuff coming up, um, I know that you know hoodie. Everything so far has sold out, right? That's that's great. We thank you guys. Yeah, for every, that, by everything the way. else. Everything else has sold out, and we really appreciate that, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I. Uh, I wanted to get some new ones printed and some new ones, you know, ready for the season coming up so that people could grab some. And we've already sold a bunch of them. So appreciate everybody who has bought one. Um, and if you've been thinking about buying one and you do end up buying one, we appreciate you as well. Yeah. And um, if you didn't realize that we had them out, here you go. Hit us up. There you go. Because we, I don't believe that we've said it since they've come in. No, I don't think we have them, either. Been a few yeah. Weeks. So. Um. With with all with that being said as well, you know we we kind of talked about everything that we want to talk about tonight for the for the teams and for the games and all that. So I will say that we have a couple cool guests coming up over the next couple weeks. I think we have one for next week. Uh, next week's episode will be with a guest, and then I think maybe the week after as well. Um, so keep an eye on that, and I think like I, you know, like I like to say, and like I've said before, make sure that you subscribe to our um, 
our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, if you're new, if you're new here and you don't usually listen to us, because then you'll get the podcast as soon as it gets put up, and then you can make sure that you listen to it and check out all the cool stuff that we're going to be doing. We're planning to go big this year on a couple things, and uh, like I said, get some really cool guests on and continue to grow the podcast that you guys are listening to and that you support every week, which we really appreciate. Um, you know, can't thank you guys enough because, you know, we, this wouldn't grow if if we weren't getting new listeners, if we weren't getting people telling their friends and, and you know, sharing it and spreading the word. So, again, like, thank you guys for listening every week. Or if this is your first time, thank you too. Welcome. Uh, me and Andrew believe there's greener days. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> there, both there will some be some greener we'll, days ahead. So, if this is your first episode, it's not usually this dark. No, no, man. And uh, hey, th- th- you know, thanks to you. I know we we both kind of couldn't do tomorrow, but ladies and gentlemen, no, I'm, a- I'm, Andrew Andrew's flirting with midnight here. All right, <laughs> flirting with it. That's how much. He, that's the dedication here. So, I I would. We would have recorded tomorrow, but you have something going on, and I am going to see the new Dune in IMAX. Yeah, I'm not going to say what I have going on, but... You don't have to. I'm not I'm going to, saying. you know? Um, Good, don't. I told you, and and that's the most <laughs> I've... You're the only person I've told... <laughs> I should now sound like I'm killing someone. It's so um, it's so cryptic now. It is cryptic. Um, I'm going to a pumpkin patch. I don't know. Uh, figure it out. Anyway, anybody who None. guesses what I'm doing tomorrow will send you a free sweatshirt. How's that? Yep. Or what? Cool. Or I guess while you're listening to this, what I've done yesterday. <laughs> what did you do? Yeah. Oh man. Cool. All right, dude. Well, keep your eye, keep your eyes open and ears open for the new episodes with with some cool guests, and uh, we'll try to you know make sure that we post up everything as quickly as we can when it goes live, yeah. so that. Everybody knows what's going on and where to find it and, and all that. And so. get at us on at Balcony Chatter on Twitter, at Balcony Chatter yes. on Instagram. Uh, you know, tonight we have a bad taste in our mouth, but Saturday we had some fun stuff. We were happy about that stuff. So we're more in the moment on there. We're always watching. Oh. So get at us on one, there. One last thing I wanted to say, actually, because this is, you know, the the – last episode before the next games, uh, on Friday, if you are going to the Celtics game, we, we've we talked about the causeway in the past and how it's good, uh, you know, it's one of our favorite places to go pregame. When, you know, if Tim's here, we went. When Tim was here, we went there. And uh, I go there a lot. But our boy GRD, Green Runs Deep, if you follow him on Instagram, which I'm sure that you do if you listen if to If not, us, one of the best Celtics accounts that exists. <laughs> he is doing a uh they're doing a a pre and post game party at the causeway uh on the celtics home opener day which is friday which is today i suppose and if you i mean i don't it doesn't cost anything to swing by so i would definitely suggest going there and checking it out and, and hanging out because it's going to be a blast and i wish that i could make it but i'm not going to be able to um but if you are going to the game, make sure you go to that because it's going to be worth it. Yeah. Shout out Green Runs Deep. Shout out the Spike King. Both of them will be rocking there on Friday night. I wish I was getting back. I can't wait to get back to Boston for some games this season. I'm just happy sports are back. You know, it doesn't feel good tonight, but I guess I'm going to go watch this uh, the rest of this Nuggets Sun game. Let's go. Hey. 
Just one last thought before we send it to our dear boys and stretched. Yes. Andrew, and I know you're not the basketball head of this podcast, and I know that me as the basketball head doesn't really mean anything, you know? But if you draft a guy before Luka Doncic <laughs> and then you do not pay that man, are you an idiot? I believe the the answer is why, which is also a question. Because DeAndre like Ayton should have been paid. What the hell? I cannot believe that. You take him before a surefire. I honestly at this point think it's a surefire bet that Luka Doncic will be MVP some season. It may be this year. He will be top three in top three consideration for MVP at least four times in my opinion. DeAndre Ayton just helped carry you to the finals and you don't pay that man. Shout out to DeAndre Ayton. The Suns are idiots. Booker and Chris Paul should be pissed. That poor man should have got paid. And they're going to they're going to do the same thing they did with Hayward. And you know what that means, Andrew? That means he'll be on the Celtics soon. Give it <laughs> 4 years. Give it 4 years. Once he's an I unrestricted can feel you he's needing walking. to get this off of your chest. Oh, I'm just I that poor man. I I I think he should have been paid. It's it's weirdly it it's more up for discussion than I would have believed on NBA Twitter, but I think DeAndre Ayton just needed to get paid, and I, I get that the centers are at a lower value, and he doesn't shoot threes. Uh, he's an he's like the man's going to average a double double maybe in his entire career. Pay him whatever he needs. Let's go get him in green. Get him in green. Get it. Give him some green and get him in green. That's our plan. That's our five-year plan for the Celtics now. Yep. All right. That's our advertising campaign to get him here. All right, stretched. Bail us out. Stretched. <laughs>